Hey everyone, welcome to Black, Married, and in the Military, a podcast that explores unique experiences, challenges, and even triumphs of military life. I'm Teresa Alexis, known as the Military Bride Strategist, and I'm your host. Joining me today is Quinita Deloach, who is currently serving in the National Guard. She's going to talk to us today about trauma and mindset management. She is a mother, a wife, a sister, an aunt, and most importantly, a believer. She believes that God is the head, author, and develop, developer of all she is. She is just a vessel that he has chosen to do the work that she is doing in the world. She was born and raised in a small town called South Bend in Indianapolis, or Indiana, I'm sorry. Just her and her mother at the time. She has a strong addition, so... Through all the challenges she has been through, God has brought her through, and she is now serving in the Army, married to a God-fearing man, and loving on her children and doing everything God has called her to do in the world. So everybody, help me welcome Quanita to the podcast. She's going to help us in this mindset management, which is like my favorite thing. Because we all need it, especially us in this military community. So Yes. Ahead. Okay. So, hey, y'all. Um, I am Quanita Deloach. I'm located out here in Texas. Um, and so I just wanted to come on here again. Thank you for the opportunity, right? What a coincidence. And then for us to have the same um, the makeup background a little bit, being married, being in. Um, it's so cool to actually see a godly woman serving and then also serving others as she serves her family so that's me and so and that's you so i thank you for the opportunity well thank you for coming on um i wanted to i guess i should introduce myself that's the that's the first part of any podcast when you have a guest right (laughs) so i'm a podcaster too Uh, my podcast is called just getting started a godly podcast um and we do a little bit of spontaneousness. Uh, this month we're doing May Overflow, where we've interviewed ten individuals. Um, and we talked about the lowest moment building up to their place of overflow, um, and that was to celebrate our one year anniversary. And so we're doing that right now. It's really good. All the interviews were done a month in a, in advance. A lot of work, a lot of preparation. So I would just say. It's some good interviews. <laughs> um, another thing that we're getting ready to do in June, which uh, we're going to talk about money, uh, finances, faith, and all the things that are in between concerning us as women. Um, and we're just going to be real about it because there is um, an understanding that needs to be taught versus us just trying to hurry up and get it and then spend it. Um, there has to be some principle because the Bible does say um, a woman will be praised and her children will praise her. But we can't do that if we don't start with owner. We got to get to a place of ownership so our children don't work in a place that we used to because now they can walk into what we did. Um, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm excited for June. So that's a little bit about me. I'm married. My husband is in the Army still. Um, we have a six-year-old. He is six turning 60. <laughs> Tell you what, he is beyond his years. Um just he's he's just brilliant phenomenal um awesome man of god i'm so 
honored to be married to my husband. His name is Terry Deloach. He has a fishing company, a trucking company, um, so many things. He does ministry with men that's in the military. Um, and it's just, God has definitely been moving in our family and in our lives. And you know, that's challenging when you're moving because you're going to get challenged to keep moving. Right. Keep moving is the hard part. When you understand that you are called to do something, right, despite trauma, because that's what we're going to talk about. In trauma, you were already called before you knew trauma was going to hit. Now, in trauma, you got to move. Move outside of trauma and then hit any other obstacle on the way to whatever your destiny is, which is mindset management. So that's the topic. Mindset management, trauma. So I would say if you're able to get a notebook or just be able to sit down, it's really a good conversation, but you might have to really re-listen because there's some things that you overlook in these three areas, childhood, teenager, and I like to call it the hood, which is the adult piece of you that stays hood because <laughs> you don't want to check you no more because you grown, <laughs> but to be, to you know to to get to a place where you're able to see growth and maintain that you have to learn how to check yourself it may not feel good but it's necessary for your mind to be renewed in whatever way shape or form that it needs to because if you stop learning you know you're done pretty much you if you can't receive correction in a way that it's going to edify you to be a better you you got a problem because now your limitation of growth has been skewed a little bit because now you only want to grow in certain things. And that's not how God is. He, he don't do that. So I just want to let you know. Real quick, we're going to go to childhood first, then teenager years a little bit, and then we're going to go into that hood part, which is your adulthood. But we just gave it a nickname, which is called hood. Um, as a child, there are four things that our parents were supposed to give us. Um, that's shelter, right? That's where we're supposed to be comfortable and uh, be ourselves, discover. The next thing is food, right? Supplies, water, all that good stuff. The second thing is exposure. This is something that is a threat because exposure can be a positive and a negative. That can open the door in so many ways that leads trauma to being your teacher and your parents being your friend. And I'm gonna say that again, it can lead your teacher or your parent in more like a friend because trauma has taken over and now that's the parent because all you know is trauma and you respond to difficult situations as if they're always trauma. Some of them may, or may not be, but in your childhood, if those things are not provided, you don't have a shelter. You don't know where food is coming from. You don't have a good support system where you're loved and you got family members that are supporting you. You got positivity coming in the house. Any of those things that are not there, trauma begins to start taking dominion. And your response to anything after that is always as if we call it a go-getter. But really, it's kind of, I mean, it depends on what you're saying and what it kind of comes in context with. But if you're a go-getter in lack, you're not going to get anything because you don't have anything to get. You're right. getting something to get just enough and you're starting the cycle of trauma and experiencing, okay, if I get just enough, I'm good. So now I understand that it's okay to settle, but I wasn't called to settle. 
but I've been birthed into settlement because my parents didn't do something yet. They didn't get the, the house or things in together. They didn't get all that stuff together despite what they went through. So those four things are essential in our childhood to notice where did trauma begin? Because you know, at the age of five, I believe from two to three are the most essential years of your brain. When you hit five, people have already statistically said, oh, this kid is gonna go to jail. That fast, like somebody's been studying that long to say because of your genetic lineup and the way you birthed in and what side of town you from, they had already projected your future. So not only are you against odds, you're against statistics that you don't even know yet as a child. That's trauma already. Right. When you think about it, <laughs> it really is. And being an adult, looking back and seeing that, it's like, wow, we've got to come up with some systems with some mindset management because there isn't any. And do we keep living like that or do we begin to progress or do we just go into the next phase, right? Which is teenagers. We go into our teens and we have our natural gifts that are now aborted sometimes because of trauma. I haven't figured out how to deal with trauma and my natural gift was to speak and share and do this, but some things weren't closed off in the household and now I've been hurt and so I hurt other people. Or vice versa, in the military, as a teenager, you get in so young and that trauma and you get that money so fast and then you become greedy. It's just so quickly dissolved that you don't even know who you are, but you just want that check. But that check ain't your soul. Oh, that was good. I want to I want to touch on that right there, because a lot of times we will see people come in the military and they have no idea who they are right and then you know they get in and depending on what their job is and how easy it is to get promoted they kind of climb those ranks real fast and then they start to think oh i'm somebody you know not to me not to say that not anybody but you know they start getting caught up and their identity gets tied into their billet their rank you know or something like that or their special duty whatever and then when they get out, they're like, oh, my God, I have no idea who I am, you know. And so it's yes. like people tend to think I go to the military. It's going to make me be somebody. <laughs> not saying I just that. closed my eyes because that was me. <laughs> I have to just go ahead and confess it. And it was just so blind because, like I said, we were all we were young. You know, people are young and want to fix their problems right. by themselves. And so here come Uncle Sam with a with a signy pen and a paper that say, all right, three and a half. Let me give you three and six months. Let me. But it's really say eight. But don't pay attention. <laughs> don't pay attention to that part. Just pay attention to the front part, the three. And. Um, yeah, it, it's it's not that. And like you said, it's the rank structure, too. Once you don't know yourself, you come in, you get to feel a little about yourself. Now you're telling other people because now you can be a quote unquote, however you want to call it, a leader of some soldiers. Um, but you're not leading yourself. You're not leading yourself. Right. So then it's an issue in the formation because some people can see you for who you really are. 
in your uniform. And you can't take that. <laughs> that ain't our problem, though. <laughs> That's not our... You should have dealt with your trauma before you got to the adulthood. Because now you're here expected with a high expectation to be healed from that. Because that's how I talk to you, from a healed position. But some and, people, a lot of people two, aren't. Yeah, and two, I think what a lot of people miss is they think, oh, I'm going to just suppress this thing. And then I don't know, first of all, I don't know why people think this is a thing to do. But I'm going to suppress all this stuff and then I'm going to go to the military. The military, really. and it ain't going to come up. What? You're going to have to do all kinds of stupid, crazy stuff. Of course, it's going to come up. It's like, no, in order to heal from something traumatic that happened, you have to allow yourself to feel it, feel, feel all of it, all the feelings so that you can properly deal with it and then go over there to the healing place. So it's feel it's deal, then it's heal. It's you can't Come on now. heal without all this other stuff. And I think a lot of people miss that and they're like, I'm just gonna suppress this and nobody will ever know. No, it's, it doesn't work like that. Look, and, and even with people that say, you know, hey, look, I'm not I'm not cool. I, I got a relationship with God, but I really don't. But I'm gonna tell you that so you leave me alone, type of person. Um it's funny because science even shows that if you don't release certain things it becomes embodied in your body so if you don't do nothing about it that's okay you'll just have that that one bigger foot than the other one because <laughs> you ain't deal with it it's going to take place because uh it wasn't rooted for you to carry it that long it's meant for us to find out its purpose or to find out like you said to feel that pain to feel the understanding to the point where it's released. Now mm -hmm. I can move out of that. It's not supposed to stay there that long. Mm -hmm. Right. And people hold on to things and they drag it from duty station to duty station, relationship to relationship, rank to rank. And, and it just, it's like, okay. And you can always tell too. You know how we were all junior troops at one point. It's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm so not doing whatever they're doing when I get to that rank. <laughs> now, some people actually deal with themselves. And when they get to that rank, they are great. And they remember all the things that happened to them. They don't do that <laughs> to their juniors. But then you have those people who I ain't going to do that when I get up the ranks. And then they kind of get brainwashed or whatever, because they don't kind of deal with the thing. And then they're like, well, we're doing it the old way. This is how it was when I was coming up. And it's like, bro, weren't you just saying yesterday? Like, you were not going to do this exact thing when you made <laughs> this rank. I remember that. And I was there for that conversation. Did you forget? And, and so you can always tell when people don't deal with things that happen to them or just anything, you know, under that category, because it'll always show up in just their personality, their work, their ethics or the lack thereof. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know. Wow. Yeah. And like you said, and even when we touch back into that topic, trauma, trauma can be transmitted in a formation or in any type of company, battalion, brigade, because let's say something does happen and somebody's natural gift is mistaken or somebody's being, you know, just overlook they're working hard and because you have somebody over them that they ain't deal with their issues and now you're the person that's labeled something that you're not even for real now you go everybody is looking at you a certain way you got to learn how to address the formation 
for information and then address the trauma as tra- you know because people get it confused i want to address you as who you are plus the military plus everything you didn't do and you late to formation you got no let's break brick by brick and then you might understand why i'm in the uniform frustrated and mad up here because there's other stuff that's in the day that i also have to do not just this <laughs> that's not i do more than that so formation a formation can definitely have um levels of different type of obstacles where some soldiers or some leaders have had like you said been influenced to the point where they've forgotten that they're not a leader like they're not leading themselves because they're following somebody else to teach somebody else something and it's not good now so other soldiers are peeping it but you said you wasn't doing it but you're trying to fit in with them and so now you don't want to take the responsibility for speaking what you spoke but 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 now we're not cool but you say what you said. You said you weren't going to do it. Right. Now I'm traumatized because you said something and <laughs> didn't do it. <laughs> uh, that definitely leads into like um, just a side note. So I teach on three t- different types of controls. And it's really funny because like you said, um, it's not that you forgot the conversation. It's that the other person claims they don't remember. There's three controls. There's God that's out of your control, whether all the stuff that people want to claim that somebody else found it, that there's no evidence. It's God. Okay, let's just go ahead and clap it up. Then the second thing is when you're out of control, you're very much responsible for that. I'm so sick of I can't help this. I can't. You can. It's a choice when you come into a place where I have the option to do something else, but I've given myself the exact same repetitive answer. I haven't learned anything else when I could have, you are still in control of that. And the last one is in control, where you have a response, you're thinking about it before you give it, um, you're giving positive feedback, positive criticism, um, a negative is a positive to you. You're in control in a negative situation. Three controls, that's, that's how I see it. And when you have leaders that know that outside of the military, that will help anyone communicate with any person from any walk of life because you can't take it personal you don't know what somebody's coming with and so they're in your formation they'll do something great um they might have a natural gift to work really hard but they don't have really good communication skills so when they go on a convoy they scared to get on the radio but they can drive you know it's different stuff that you have to learn what person gift will complement another and it should not be overlooked. It shouldn't be told, just do this. Don't don't worry about your mindfulness. Just do what I tell you. Right. That's how people lose their mind in the military. Because it don't make sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> it don't be making sense, y'all, for real. I'm telling you, I have had many times where I'm like, we gotta do what? Why we just ain't use the equipment or something? Like why we didn't do it that way to get it done quickly and efficient? Why are we out here with gloves people getting stuck with c-wire like and y'all mad because we're not done this is not the way we should have did it <laughs> you know it, and it's so funny because me and my husband w- were marines and or still marines because you know once a marine always marine we talk about this all the time i said i will never forget all the stupid stuff i've had to do in my life and it made <laughs> absolute zero sense but and I was like, but because we're hard chargers and we're devil dogs and we're all this stuff, we got to do it the most difficult way every time to prove what, uh, huh? 
So we looking stupid to prove we're the toughest. I'm sorry. I I don't know that I would have signed up for this had I known that ahead of time. <laughs> you know, we say that yes. all the time. I was like, ah, so I'm very proud. I'm not saying that I'm very proud to be a Marine, proud of my service, all that stuff. But I was like, I kind of joined the wrong branch. And I told my husband, I was like, I probably would have been doing something else had I not went in the Marines. But I was like, but I'm glad I did. But still, I look back and was like, that was so dumb what we did, you know, and the whole field ops thing. No grunt I ever met people in infantry <laughs> tell me that they go camping outside all the time. They like, we don't do that crap. That just be y'all. Y'all crazy. I was like, well, we were supposed to be real Marines. So he was like, that's not real. We don't ever do that. I was like, well, I guess back in the 70s, the 60s, whenever, that's what they did. So that's what we doing. So, you know, and I was motor T at first. And I will say when I was motor T, I drove for the field ops, but I ain't stay out there not one time. When I got to finance and lab moved into finance, that's when they wanted to do the field ops so we can be real Marines and stuff. I was like, I feel like a real Marine. I put on the uniform every day. Like, did I miss, <laughs> did I miss something in this whole like setup? You know, but they would have us doing crazy stuff. And I'm like, this literally makes no sense. Oh, yeah. And it I was definitely. miserable all the time. You know, I know there was somebody somewhere being motivated, but I was never motivated for any of that stuff because it was unnecessary. <laughs> it really was. My husband went on combat deployments. I didn't. So I was like, so did y'all ever like sleep in the field? Did y'all ever? Because he would do convoys and different stuff. I was like, did y'all ever do that? He was like, no. I was like, so we just out here looking crazy. He was like, pretty much. I was like, well. Wow. Yeah, the I would say free 99. You can join this. <laughs> Come on. I was cracking up. I said, well, I think I was like six weeks when I got down here. I was like, because I came from uh, Fort Leonard Wood to Fort Hood. Oh, my goodness. You came weeks. from nowhere to nowhere. <laughs> well, let me tell you, they said they said we're going to the field. I said, oh, OK, like the FTX type thing, because, you know, I'm fresh out of. No, they was out there for two weeks out there just and people brought barbecue grills talking about some um because you know the defect has to serve at a certain time i was out there like y'all do y'all see these possums and bugs? like no like this is not <laughs> we was out just doing night convoys just because there were, ain't nobody the mounts ain't even in the, the vehicles don't even have the right equipment we just out here for two weeks i was like yeah the field life not for everybody i do get that <laughs> It, some people be motivated and be excited. I was like, this has messed up camping for me forever. <laughs> I can't even go <laughs> camping after this. I mean, I've been one time since I've been out. And so, and I've been out for seven years. So that's wow. tell you. Yeah, my kids wanted to go. And I was like, let me give them this experience. But let me go ahead and deal with my, tra- my trauma first <laughs> before we get my out goodness. here. So, yes. you know. I will say, you know how they always say, well, in our culture, <laughs> they say real recognize real. So I will say a lot of times people kind of miss that people have this whole traumatic experience going on over here, which gets me because, you know, you have the moto people always together, always on time. Then they kind of start slipping and not being that way. That is like an indicator that something's wrong. 
No, not everybody. Not all the leaders notice. And it, it could be something within themselves that they haven't de dealt with that blinds them to see other people. But I've noticed that a lot. And it's like, you just NJP this whole person when really they just probably needed counseling. So yeah. I have seen that a lot where good, good Marines. And when I was elsewhere and was training with, you know, Navy or um, Army, just, or, and even Air Force get kicked out because they had a bad week or a bad month. And it's like, y'all didn't think to notice that maybe something was off. Home life could have been jacked up. It could have been a ton of things. You don't know because you didn't ask. You just assume they just being a dirt bag or whatever because right. they're being late. But I mean, the lack of compassion I see in the military is disheartening, really. Mm -hmm. And that's why um, this new <laughs> this new um, ACFT that they got, I think it's more about let me see how much you can push you out of you so I can put more into you so that you don't think about it. You just do it. And then when you actually buy yourself, you, you know, you need to do something. It's like you've got to do something now. It's something that you just got to be constantly doing something because now you don't know how to do what you could normally do if you were thinking about you first, because now you're always thinking about the mission first. Right. The mission is always told to you. You got to take the notes and know what to do. And so since I'm always robotic now, because I'm given so many instructions, I cannot think about what I want to think about when I'm left to myself. That's why a lot of soldiers, they do do what they do. You know, they tell us, oh, this is the blackout list. Can y'all just stop? Just to stop making lists like we're not going to go do that. <laughs> I never did one of them. But it's like, of course, people are going to do that because that's a sense of like, I want to go party. I want y'all been sitting in here all this time. And now I can go tell myself it's OK to go party and do this and do that. And it's like it's a setup because now I'm suppressing it with other stuff on top of coming back getting yelled at. It's just a whole cycle. You just see people just. They lose themselves. Yeah. They really do. And, and that adds to so much more trauma before you even got into the military. You already been through some stuff. Then you going right. through stuff in the military. Because a lot of people like myself are running from something. I know I was like, get me out of Birmingham, Alabama. That's where I'm from. Get me out of there. It's like the most. My mom, <laughs> she said to me one time, oh, it's not. A, it wasn't terrible here. Where I'm sorry, where were you when all this stuff was happening? Like, were you not there? I know you were there because you did nothing, but it's like, this is terrible, lady. Are you serious? It was like, wow. you cannot even pay me to move back where y'all at. Like, no. I don't care what job I get offered. I don't care what job my husband gets offered. I pray to God my kids don't desire to go to school there. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not coming back. So for me... Military? What? I had I had scholarships up north. Nobody wanted to help me get there. Okay, you ain't gotta help me get to college. I'm gonna go right over here because I can, and go on ahead and sign up for the military. And then everybody wanted to cry and get me to stay home. I was like, I'm not staying here. Running away. But one thing I knew I had to do if I wanted to progress in the military was deal with all the crap that came from my childhood. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody told me that. I just kind of figured that out by myself because I was like, I can't be like them. And that's and why I, I love God. I love him because he'll just be like, you don't know. You ain't even seen how to deal with this or you, you never right. need needed help in this area until you started doing something different. And then, you like right. you said, I did it. My I figured it out myself. Coaching, you know, God gave me education and knowledge in an area that I got over that and still moved into a foreign place. I didn't know what to do in the military. But obviously you were successful, you know, because you said I'm gone. So whatever I got to do to succeed here, (laughs) I'm going to do that. (laughs) You know, and at the time, I'll be honest, at the time I was not a believer because my parents took us to church. But the stuff they would do to me and just the the way our household was, I thought God was a hoax. No lie, did. But in boot camp, right, had this whole, whole encounter with God because somebody kept inviting me to church. I was like, I'm not trying to go to church with you later. <laughs> you know, a girl, right. we like 18, she was 17. And I was like, I finally said, yeah. You know, and I went and had a whole encounter. And then, you know, now I can confidently say, I know it was God. Cause I feel like when you have that experience, you can't unknow a thing. I don't care what nobody say. You can't, you know, in good faith say, oh, God doesn't exist. When you've had this whole like encounter, Right. Say that all you want, but you know it's a lie. You just lying to yourself and everybody. I would never say that. I had a whole encounter with God, and now I'm looking back on my life. I know it was Him. He got me out of there because I was gone. I was already mentally mentally gone. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, can we get this body to go elsewhere? You know. And so, just getting me through boot camp because I was like, I am not feeling out of this. I'm not getting dropped. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I came here to graduate. I'm going to go through do that. 13 weeks. I'm not getting dropped. And every time I would see somebody get dropped from the platoon, I was like, oh, uh-uh. If I'm hurt, oh, I'm going to suck that up because I ain't about to. <laughs> it's like, I'm uh, not about. They used to tell us, "Uh, mm. I got a pain. What pain? I said, yeah, that's the cadence of my life. I'm <laughs> <laughs> got a pain. Yeah. Nope. I ain't got no pain. <laughs> no. None at all. So You show me that. uh certificate and my plane ticket out of here okay i'm I'm definitely trying to be away from home but i'm definitely trying to be up out of this boot camp because you stay there any longer it just depresses you (laughs) so mm -mm. nope i'm out out of here it's like right and my recruiter told me he was like i knew you was gonna be all right well i didn't but once i got there i was like oh i gotta get out of here (laughs) you know and I, i would say too a lot of things in the military happen and it can it's it's not the same for everybody so there's going to be some things that are traumatic for one person or even just a group of people that's not traumatic for others boot camp wasn't traumatic for me i always joke and say that trauma of boot camp because it is traumatic and a lot of people go through a lot of trauma there i never wanted to harm myself while being there it wasn't that hard for me i think it was for me, I think it was more mental for a lot of people. And I was like, my parents yelled all the time. So them yelling at me didn't even phase me. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the only thing, and I was I was an athlete. I did track, I did band. And I ran after school with my one of my teachers. So that wasn't that hard. So for me, it was like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm out of here, you know, And but nothing about that was traumatic for me. I wasn't hungry stealing peanut butter or whatever you know that people (laughs) (laughs) you know that people still I was not doing any of that I was just like I'm here 
to do this and be gone. So, wow. but you know, you know about that peanut butter girl. People be in boot camp still and stuff. I'm like, why y'all so hungry? I don't understand. I'm telling you, they they cracked us up. They had a whole sign, and they was like, yeah, y'all the peanut peanut butter bandits because they had found so many people. Yes, with peanut yes. butter. I'm I'm just thinking like, is it really that good? <laughs> I'm like peanut butter, out of all the things, peanut butter. I think it was just a limitation when you put when you're put from freedom to limitation. People are gonna book, mm-hmm. so it was just <laughs> it was peanut butter. I was like, oh, okay, and <laughs> right, That's- let them eat it. Like, why are y'all so upset? They're hungry. <laughs> they like you no, know, and of course, you know, just I think the whole thing with appearance, you know, how you look and everything is a form of trauma that happens to almost everybody who's in the military. Because I know, even myself, dealing with just the weight and feeling like you have to look a certain way. You know, even when you're out, it's like, oh, my God, I've let myself go. Oh, my goodness, I'm not as fit. You know, I don't even, I probably could run a mile, but I probably couldn't run past that as quickly as I was when I was in the military. But the fact that I think about that stuff, like, really hard, you know, my husband's like, that's that's trauma. It's like, I know, but I don't feel, like, completely down or depressed about it, but, you know, just always keeping that in your mind like oh my goodness I can't let myself be this weight or look this way kind of thing because of all the things you go through in the military and for me wasn't even hard until I started having children it's like lord okay first two times one that bad whoo that's (laughs) that's second and third time oh or no that third and fourth time lord it wasn't easy so you know, I would always have to, because, you know, they're gunning for you, especially females. <laughs> you know, you have a baby. They're like, we're going to be watching you. They be, it's like they land in weight. And you, you just, you know that reference. Land in weight, like, oh, you're pregnant. We can't wait for you to drop that baby so we can be riding your tail about losing this weight. Oh, and if you don't make weight and you up for promotion, oh, we're going to be the first ones to kink your promotion, you know. Mm-hmm. So. It's one of those things that I see a lot and just, I forgot what veteran community it was, but they were talking about that. And I was like, that trauma be so real. Like it does be real. And honestly, I don't know how people get through that if they don't have God. Cause I know that that is what keeps me grounded. That's what keeps my husband grounded because without that, you can easily slip into depression. Easily. Easily. Yeah. And depression in the military is often took it is not depression. Depression in the military, I would say, will relate to trauma in such a way that it is almost like invisible. If you tell somebody that you're depressed, you're going through something, and of course there's all these courses, and um, you're supposed to take them, your platoon, your battalion, y'all sit in this big old conference room or stadium, everybody sit up there with a the little sign in, get this HQ. It's not effective because it's not at a place where somebody is one-on-one understanding me. I'm just sitting in here listening to everything. So how can you really, how can I go from saying, hey, I have an issue. Actually, I'm really depressed if I'm still being yelled at about how the trailer is not fixed on the motor pool. Right. I do not care about this trailer and the wheel being off and the a lot 
Right. That that's accurate. But I can physically hide that by doing the action of fixing the trailer. That's actually expressing it. It's putting it in a better spot. But again, it's suppressed. So when I have nothing to do, boom. Mm -hmm. It hits. Yeah. Or when something triggers you in a different way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And small things can provoke. And so that's why uh, even going to that next step as a teenager, you learn that there are things, even with provoking, there's there, it's there, but teenagers, it's like triggers. Like you're figuring yourself out and you figure some things out before you hit teenager. And so now it's like, okay, I know I have a mind, I have my voice, I have my opinion, I have all this stuff that has happened to me. What do I do? <laughs> what do I want to do? What do I want to become? And so even when you join the military, like we said, as a teenager, there's a lot of things that we don't know. We don't know about greed and how you can harvest greed, even with your time. You know, you can be uh, unaware of self-conscious of being negative to you all the time. And so sometimes you make good friends, but then you can't keep them. And it's not because something wrong with you, but it's because like there's a piece of you that secretly has not been settled within you. So they do one thing and you hurt easily because you never healed and you've never given yourself time. You never built yourself back up. And so I talk about um, that being just such a critical area for a woman becoming a woman and a, a young man becoming a man. Because if I can't figure it out here, then I begin to get away that I get stuck in later. Then now it's almost like, who are you talking to? <laughs> you're gonna tell me to do what right it starts in that area where you're like i'm trying to figure it out do i keep this do i not keep this they were my friend uh, we used to go out to eat all the time you know military people we good on everybody get in the car just go get something to eat and it's simple but it's like some people really take that opportunity because they go home and they don't have anybody everybody in that formation is not married you know people really look up to those small pieces and moments and it's like oh I get to do this again you know quote unquote the teenager you but the adult you needs to realize I cannot base my happiness off of somebody else because every lunch ain't out every day you got to sit there eat an MRE might you might have to do that because oh you're working God. so hard <laughs> you're working so hard you might have to do that you might have to tell your spouse you coming home later and now it's irritating because my expectation was for you to come home What's the problem? Right. Like, why y'all can't get released at the right time? Everybody else unit is home. Um, I never forget my husband being like, what y'all doing over there? I was like literally sitting and looking at each other. He was like, you can't look at us at home. I was like, your guess is as good as mine. He, Lord Jesus, he came up there one time and I was like, oh, this is about to be bad. Asking my gunny, who's an E7, we like E5s what we doing i'm like bro he ain't think about it i'm like now you all mad and it's like oh my god i'm over here that's kind of embarrassing i was like whatever though you you do you good on you for pulling him outside so nobody knew what y'all was talking about but i knew because it's like i live with you and i work with him so guess who's gonna hear about it from both sides right me yeah definitely i can relate because i'm yeah and, and it's like because he has 
uh, as my husband says to me all the time, my my duty is not the military stuff. That's my job. Like I do that and I and I and I take care of it type of thing. But when it comes to you, I am your husband. So if I'm here and I'm finished, I'm it's not a concern. It's a problem. Cause why is why is my wife still working and I'm done? So I've had that. He has literally, you know, let it be known she gonna come home or it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> so, and I would say you know it's not it's not that the rank structure was different. It's like respect. Right. I can understand out of respect that it's not the uniform moment and it's not that she ain't home. It's like I'm honestly saying. You gonna, I'm respecting y'all and what y'all doing, but for that one, everybody else, I can't speak on. But that one, it's time up. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I, I love hearing right. um, your spouse knowing how to take care of you. When, honestly, I've been there. I couldn't speak up. It's like, if I say something, it's going to be a problem. But when he say something and everybody uncomfortable, all of a sudden, mysteriously, we're going to go home in 30 minutes. Shoot, I don't know who who did it, but cool. <laughs> I'm out, gone. I I used to tell my dreams, y'all better be running, cause if I make it out of here before y'all, ain't nobody calling me. My phone is off, off. Hey friend, let me tell you about an amazing community I created just for you. If you're a military wife, and that's whether you're the service member, the spouse, or the transition vet, you'll want to know about Military Wives Collective on Facebook. This collective of military wives show up for each other, have hard conversations, and cultivate sisterhood across the ranks and beyond the uniform. From monthly events to weekly chats, this community will help you have fun and just let your hair down, combat the emotions of feeling alone and loneliness by connecting with a plethora of wives from different walks of life. Get resources and the inside scoop on events, courses, and coaching discounts that will be coming up specifically crafted for military wives, their marriage, and family lifestyle. If you're a military wife who is always looking for ways to connect, give back, and thrive in life, then this community is for you. To find out more, go to www.militarywivescollective.com. That's www.militarywivescollective.com to join. So, you know, I've I've had those times where it's been like, what y'all over there doing? I was like, well, right now we're doing nothing. We waiting on something. And I used to hate those late nights where we'd just be looking at each other. And literally, early mornings, late nights. I would feel better if we were doing something meaningful. But if I'm coming there to look at you, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do that at all. And it makes zero sense. No, and, I, and it's for, the- it's always the oh we waiting on somebody who god he been here <laughs> then they get there and they're like oh what you doing here yeah when like the the oic and the staff and coic get there they're like what y'all doing here or why y'all still here your guess is as good as mine i remember my master guns came in you know and for those that don't know that's equivalent to a sergeant major he was like he looked at me, he was like, why are you here? Don't you got a sick baby at home? I'm like, sir, that's what I've been screaming all day, all week. And they try to act like they don't know what's up. And so he's like, <laughs> he told he told my OIC, which is funny. And, you know, my gunny, he was like, she can't stay here past like six. I'll get you out of six. She need to go home then. 
So if it ain't done by six, you ain't keeping her. Right. And that's just, uh, again, it goes back to just God. Because it's like, deep down, people understand. And it's like, when you get the person that's over you, over them, over them, to speak on your behalf, and you still just like, hey, I'm just getting started right here. I don't really... It's a little salty there. It's like, man, what you mean? Six o'clock? No, for real, because I understand the situation outside of her uniform, her life. She's leaving. And so I've had that situation, too, where it's like, okay, the restored pieces that need to be done for everybody, that piece going to get done tomorrow. But for them soldiers, they finna go home. Right. Yeah. 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 I do want you to talk a bit about the mindset management because I know it can be a tug of war. Yes. I've seen where it's been so much where it's tugged on the more extreme end to where people's just like, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to work on it no more. I'm just done. And then the other one where it's the other extreme where people are working on it. And instead of encouraging others to work on it, they're kind of like making them feel bad for not working on it. So I want you to talk about uh, a bit about the mindset management. So with mindset management, uh, when I think about habits of really not, so habits would be a good word too, because we all have conditions that we repeat and we do it um, where we're not, we're not conscious of it because it's been there for a long time. And that, like you said, is again, it can be a negative or a positive, whether you are positively working on your mindset and you're aware of it, or you're completely obsolete. You're not aware of your mindset. You don't, you just there. And when you get out, like you work and then it's a whole nother person when you get off of work. So I would say the first thing is you have to go into digging for a root where, you know, my mind is my mind. Am I saying there? Do I have ground? Am I leveled there? If I'm not, I've already over-operated because how am I doing something physically, but my mind is completely somewhere else? That's that's dangerous because my soul now is completely vacant to do whatever it can or I'm pleasing it with whatever I can because I don't even have my mind sane or stuck on something to keep me stable when I'm told to be flexible, but flexible is not even in the military. In the military, you a boomerang. You, you got to do with anything and move and and then bounce back and be like, okay, let's do it. Have fun. Right. It's impossible to not have a foundation or to be aware of my, my mind's understanding that it is able to be free despite the situation. Um, a good example is say you come in, you're late, you're rushing my mind is rushing. I'm in a place where I have anticipation. I'm supposed to be somewhere. I may have forgotten my patch and I did something. And now I'm just constantly rushing. Before I step out of my vehicle, if my mind is not rooted, the smallest thing as somebody say, oh, why are you late? Could tick you off. And the rest of the whole day could be messed up. Now, I'm. you could be liable to say anything because your mindset is not set. You didn't set it before you could get out. You didn't give yourself a a second that's all you need is a second to fix that way of how you were going to respond because whatever you respond with let's say it's a negative response that's on you until you speak it off of you right literally you can say oh what's wrong with you ain't nothing wrong with me and that ain't nothing wrong with me is a lie because first of all you sound mad 
So now you mad, one. Something is wrong, two. And everybody know. So now everybody in your business. You went from one to three real fast. Problems. Right. (laughs) Your mind is like, dang, you know, what do I do? (laughs) You can't do nothing but tell the truth to yourself. Go sit down somewhere and deal with it. Or ask, can you get a moment to pull away? Or if you can't do nothing at all, just sit down and just be like, look, let everybody leave me alone. You know, let me just get a moment to think in my head to see where am I at. I'm actually really unhappy today because I didn't get the rest. I have this going on. You don't have to tell nobody else. The person that you really tell, because I'm a woman of faith and I move in ministry and I'm going 100% um, here in the beginning of June. It's like you've got to be real with yourself. You don't be real with nobody else in formation in that uniform you are bound to lose yourself. You can fill right. yourself with work. You become a workaholic. That mindset is easy to maintain because you're always doing something. But the real you, your soul, your spirit is restless. You can't get no sleep now. You haven't been honest about the habit that's actually been keeping you up or stuff that you haven't been able to talk about, um, things that you want to talk about, but you really don't get to the heart of it. You get around it. You get close to it but you never really say to anybody or any or anything because you know how people are. You know they're going to talk. You know they're going to do this. So you don't have an avenue. So with mindset management, I teach about the four R's. And I learned this in the middle of losing my mind in the military. And I knew that it was time for me to change from Army to, you know, where I'm doing now. But I knew that I didn't deal with childhood correctly. I definitely didn't deal with no no teenager stuff. I picked through it and I accomplished, you know, certain things, but going straight into the military, I was 21, 22, but I still was very much, the reason why I stayed where I was, was for helping other people. And I was always putting myself last because I thought that's how you would go up, you know, when it comes to you understanding it's okay to help, but it's not okay if you don't have anything to help with. It's not okay to do that. And so the four R's would be renew, refresh, restore, and review. When I learned how to do that in my mind, in the middle of a formation that just told us, this is going to happen. Nope, this is going to happen. Actually, come back at zero. T- come back. It's already zero six. Let me start there. It's zero six. You there. You're supposed to step out at 6.30, whatever. they like, no, nah, we're going to go at 7. Then the, the truck broke down, so now it's 8. Everybody take a breakfast, 15 minutes for breakfast. Now, that don't make no sense. It's 100 of us. We got 15 minutes. Okay, cool. Come back at 0 now. Everybody's standing there. The Sergeant Major, everybody that's supposed to be there. Oh, I said 1,500. We was here at 06. So I had to learn how to refresh my mind and like, okay, I'm thankful that I just got up this morning. Let me just change this whole situation. I'm thankful that I can see this in a different situation because I'm up. I got a little bit extra time. Let me start doing some devotion here. Let me start. Um, I doodled a lot. So whatever they was talking about, if we were sitting in the place, I'm like, okay, let me just doodle. Let me draw. Let me find a way to refresh my way of seeing this. If I was able to restore um, an opportunity, let's say I've been standing so long because we had been in formation. And they put us, and we're like, okay, cool. We're going to go in the building. We can get some to drink. I was, I'm going to sit down. Like, you know, I'm not going to be unaware of what my body is telling me. And then to review, it's really sitting back and saying, okay, I had a bad day today. Like, 
I can't take that home with me. I got to get into the car, drive a little bit, go to the house. When I hit the garage, it's like, okay, look, whatever happened is done. It's a whole nother piece of me now. Like I can't carry that into dragging my whole army, yelling, standing too long, feet hurt into a whole bunch of my family, like my son, you know, full of joy, full of happiness. Oh, my, my, my. But my mindset is like, come on, tired, shoot, you know, but he didn't do anything to me. Nobody did anything to you. You have to learn how to refresh, renew, restore, and begin to review and be honest about it. If I had a good day, did I give myself credit for driving six hours? And I didn't even know, they didn't even know where the convoy was going. And I did it. And I didn't complain about it. I did it. I had to learn how to celebrate those moments because it was like that. Being at the range, you're going to be there for an hour. You out there all day helping ammo. Now you can't go home. All right. Well, now I learned something new. Now I know how to do ammo. Okay, who going to put this on my stuff? Like, who going to put this on my... (laughs) You know, making it something better than what it was, because it's going to suck. It's going to not be comfortable in the military oftentimes, but it's our perception. And even with real life, this applies to real life. It it does. It is so important to real life, Um, because when you get off and you have your family again to refresh how you view things, it could be a simple argument that has been out of proportion. Because you haven't honestly seen what else has been wrong besides dirty dishes. It ain't just dirty dishes. It's so much more than that. And when I review a little bit better, it's like, okay, I really need to learn how to speak up. Because it really was that trash last week that I took out as I went to first formation, as I did. put the, You know, it's small stuff that becomes big. It's overlooked. And we don't take the time to do the R's. And when we don't do them, the mindset management, again, our mind begins to random, just pick whatever up. When you don't think about what you're listening to, whether it's the radio, whether it's a podcast, whether it's nothing at all, maybe you at peace in your mind or you at chaos and you just having thoughts back and forth and you can't even think right, but you get out and smile and it's hell on you. Nobody can see that. It's invisible. Nobody can see that. It's a habit. It's a way of you doing what you want to do and you've got to be able to, for me, it was a matter of really submitting to God and understanding that I am in control. Again, the three controls. But when I'm out of control, I'm still in control and I can choose to give that peace. Like I can be responsible for it and keep choosing it. Or I can say, look, I know I'm going to get out of control. Let me go be in control and fix me and then let God have the rest of that because I can't be in control at all times. In the military, there is always somebody in control always and they're gonna let you know it to the you turn blue you're gonna be a dang smurf (laughs) you will let they will let you know and don't let you forget and but you got to be able to say you know what you only in control of this moment right here you're not in control of my happiness you don't tell me if i'm gonna have you know they can try to make you have a bad day or you can really have a bad day because something happens but after you walk away if i can get through the day you have to find something positive to say to yourself because you got to put the uniform back on. You got to lace the boots back up. You got to stand there. You got to do whatever they, you got to start all over again. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get yourself to refresh, you are going to be exhausted and tired. And then you're going to look like that. And people are going to notice that. And then when they address it, it's going to be a problem because you're trying to 
I'm trying to avoid it. But it's so obvious when you're in the military that you the wear and tear is constant. People, I mean, I don't even remember really getting sleep. I mean, maybe six hours, if that. Most days it was like four because we would get home so late. Right. And you have a full day, especially if you already have children, you already married, you have to learn how to give your husband time. I don't, as a woman in the military, it was difficult. I was like, this is, I could work. You want to do what? No, I'm cool. It's my husband, though. You know, oh, my son, you want to go? Okay, cool. We'll go do this. But I'm still like, I'm tired. I'm this. I'm at my feet. You know, it was like, wow, I was so selfish and self-absorbent that it took over the fact that you have to get it under control. Like, if you're going to serve and you're going to do that, then you also have to be able to know that, again, the mind management, it was my choice to still think, my choice to still move outside of that. Um, and when you fix it, man, it's a whole nother, you can see positivity in all of the craziness despite you repeating it again tomorrow. You just constantly keep seeing it, you know, but it's hard at first. It's hard, especially with single mothers in the military. A lot of people were single that I dealt, you know, that were closer to me. And I'm like, it's just no way. How are you? But somehow, by God's grace and mercy, you know, they allowed themselves to take that stress. And like you said, they suppressed it for a while. And I've always been called to ministry. And so I've never really let something just sit there and become more and not say anything. And even if it wasn't even me. And um, I've learned to know as we get into that hood part, that adulthood, that's where I've felt we are our strongest in understanding. But if we haven't had the right understanding going into that mode where we are grown in the military, married, if we have the wrong understanding, it's going to hurt for you to unlearn that because that's the only way you get to the next thing. Right. The only way. And that's hard because you ain't earned one. You haven't earned learned anything up until that point. Literally, you haven't unlearned it. You've learned it and told somebody else how to do it. That's why I'm in charge. That's why I'm the head. Okay, great. But you're wrong. Uh, What? <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm pretty sure. I know. First of all, I know me going duty station to duty station. The higher ups were talking, telling them about me. I not always negative things. At least I didn't. See, they probably were being negative in what they were saying, but I didn't see it as negative because, I mean, it, it was true. So they would say, I know they would say, "Hey, Luke is coming." You better watch out for her. She's tough. She's not going to let y'all run over her. So y'all y'all better make sure y'all doing stuff right because she going she going to request mass basically. And uh I it's true. For me, I didn't take that as negative. They probably had negative intentions, but I was just like, well, there does a warning does come before the storm now. So, you know, he telling y'all don't be trying to play no games, you know? And what happened was they tried to non-rec me for a promotion, no grounds for this. And I was like, oh, I'm not just going to take this request mask. I'm going to get promoted because I just re-enlisted, got a whole baby over here. And I just came to the school and ran, outran most of y'all, <laughs> which kills me. After dropping like a baby six weeks ago, uh, y'all going to promote me in here. And so I requested masks to get promoted. 
And so when I was going to my new duty station as my new job, of course, they were talking like, don't do nothing to her. It ain't a matter of don't do nothing to her. It's just a matter of y'all need to do what's right. That was traumatic for me. I never thought I would have to do that. I never thought I would have to fight like that to get something that I earned. (laughs) That I earned. I worked really hard to get promoted to corporal. Nobody just gave that to me. Right. So just all like, okay, me being there as a senior Lance Corporal trying to get promoted, just had a baby out here trying to run with the rest of y'all who are way younger than me. By this time I'm in my twenties, you got 17, 18 year olds that are new, you know, so all of that. And then you're going to not try to promote me. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> and and I, it's also, it's also assume that if I take away what you want and I tell you no, that you won't fight because you should be a puppet. You should be, uh, you should be okay with what you already have. I've heard that a lot. You should be okay with that. Huh? I'm grateful for it, and I thank God every day, but that doesn't mean he don't tell me to go after what this next thing. I love to tell people that. Y'all be stuck on this so-called contentment when really y'all just use that to be disobedient. That's what that is. (laughs) I love telling people that all the time. I I was just telling somebody. I said, you know what? It's okay because I used to get so upset when somebody told me I could not have something. I said, until I figured out what it was, you can you can honestly tell me what I cannot have. You you can tell me that, but you can't give the answer. You can just tell me it. <laughs> Great. Because <laughs> now I'm going to go figure out where I can go to get what I've already been. It's already mine. You're just in the way. Wrong person. Sorry. <laughs> You're in my way because it's already mine. I've already, like you said, I've already earned it. So it's not a question if I'm going to get it. Now it's just about where. Because it's already mine. Yeah. I, I I love it because without that, it's like now I wouldn't have known I had it in me. I didn't have no challenge until then. So now what do I do? Sink or, or arise? Right. I always ask myself when presented with, I, I like a challenge. It's one of the reasons why I joined the Marines and not the other branches because I, I was almost Army because I did Army JRTC. I, I just loved it. I did. And then... <laughs> Here come this Marine, of course. And I was like, oh, what do you do? So I'm interested now. And then, you know, but nobody told me about the stupid stuff, like I said, or I wouldn't have done that. But, you know, I always, I like a good challenge. I like a challenge because I always want to be better. I want, want to strive to do things differently. And so I'm always looking for a challenge. Some of those challenges I do not ask for and they just present themselves. And I'm like, oh my God, I ain't trying to do this. (laughs) but I always think to myself okay because I'm gonna do it anyway but what can I learn from this how can this help me grow how can this inspire my family empower them because they are watching whether they admit it or not they're always watching so and sometimes I don't always pass the challenge the first time best believe I'm coming back but it's a matter of, I think, grit, having the grit, the courage, and the persistence that God gives us to push through those things. Because I, I mean, I don't know anybody who's just like, I'm going to go through this very intense, hard challenge, and I'm going to love it. Maybe somebody out there crazy like that, but I don't know them. 
So, but, and it, it definitely ain't me. I like a challenge, you know, but that don't mean I love it. I love going through it or I like always choose it. But like boot camp chose that. But all the other things in the military didn't even see that coming. And a lot of that stuff nearly almost broke me, you know, but it didn't because I was like, I had to make a decision. And we're talking about mindset here. Had to make a decision. I'm going to go through this and I'm going to come out on the other side, no matter how hard this is. And for me, I got closer to God in those times. I get closer to God in not so trying times too, but it really tests my faith. You know, when I have to go through those hard challenges and make up my mind as to if I'm going to be all in or I'm going to be halfway. I don't like to be halfway. I'm either in or out. That's, That's me. So if I'm in something, I'm all the way in. And that takes a level of maturity too, because this doesn't just, I mean, I know we're talking about all this stuff, but I know it it doesn't just happen. You have to make up your mind and say, you know, I'm going to, if it's going to counseling for you, I'm going to counseling, I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to hire coach Q or I'm going to hire Teresa to help me, you know, through this particular thing, you know, because I'll talk about this on a later episode, but it's, it's levels to intervention, but you got to, it starts with the mind and it starts with you and it starts in the mind because if you're telling yourself, oh, I'm just going to be stuck here. I'm just going to be broken. I'm just going to, all these negative things, you're going to stay that way. Come on. And Yeah. That's one of the things that you, like you said, we overlook because if you practice that in secret, one thing I love, let me tell you, God is so good. He will bless you in the middle of a storm that you shouldn't even be blessed in. But if you wake up and notice, I have not loved myself for real. Who can change that? So many people have put that power in somebody else. And right. it's foolish to keep moving that way. And so, you know, you hear it, but you don't hear it. Because it, it, it wouldn't be the same after you hear it. Because like you said, once you've had an encounter with God, once you know something is different and you know you can choose. Because people don't, we don't even know how power we, powerful we really are. We have the ability to go through hell and change and then go to heaven. Literally. The, because of what you've done, it can you can change you. And what you do moving forward, you have to forgive. You cannot, you know, there's things that you won't forget. But if you practice, I'm worthless. I'm not good. Here he go yelling. This ain't going to work. Or they said, you know, when you married and your family, you see your family legacy. Only two people are married. Oh, maybe it's not. All these things come up. They're negative. And so one thing that um, on the podcast we're getting ready to start talking about in June is really disnouncing things that you say inside you in secret because it comes out in public you accidentally say something like oh you know well I, I really didn't even know what I was doing but that's a lie because he re- he equipped it if anything you're doing right now God has equipped you to do it I've done it and I've had to be like oh excuse me let me go and I'm like Lord forgive me because I did not mean to say that because what if I don't have it in that second no more because I said that is that serious and it's like in a uniform I had to understand it was so many times, I hate this, I hate this, I don't want to get up at, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, and, yeah. I, and it, be, it manifested, I was literally in hatred, people were, I went from happy to depressed, 
to depressed to angry, from depressed to angry to just pissed. And it was like, I was a complete different person. People were like noticing, hey, you're weird. You know, what's wrong with you? Because I was so angry. I had so much stuff bound into me. I was like, whoa, this is really starting to, and it wasn't just my issues of life. It was everything happening. Why are we up at six o'clock? Why are we out here with PTs, some people in OCPs, y'all yelling at us. Everybody got the wrong type of information. <laughs> it was just okay. a lot. You know, it's final formation. Y'all can go home. Oh, y'all got to come back. What is the answer? What are y'all trying to do? And it was like, wow, I don't have freedom. I don't have freedom until I honestly, and then they always got us with the, you can be called back at any time. So you should always be ready. Oh my God. I hate that. <laughs> too. I used to say that too. I still say it. I'm working on it, but uh, man, that, that one right there used to get me. It's like, so basically I have to be like a doctor and be on call. Um, I'm not quite sure I signed up for that, but okay, whatever. So, wow. but if, if you could leave the listeners with one thing from this whole conversation, what would it be? Mm. Well, again, um, I think the biggest thing, and I really haven't touched on it, but I would love to do another one. Or even if you came over here to just get it started, my podcast, the Golly Podcast, I love to say it's the number one because it's the number one to me. <laughs> um, foundation. So we talked about those four R's, and I didn't really get to talk about uh, restoration. Um, if you do believe in God, and even if you don't, um, there's two different sides of restoration. There's self-reflection, because when you start, you have to study your story to be able to tell a story. You have to know your story to tell your story. So in the military, a lot of times you have self-reflection and you push it away. You don't deal with it. You do something else or you go do, you just do something else. And we miss that moment to be restored. Because then we can learn us instead of learning everybody else. Another way of restoration is prayer. Prayer and praise in the middle of that place. When we can do that and still keep going, get up at 6 o'clock. I found a love for that 6 o'clock formation because I started to love me. I said I didn't even love myself. I was looking at myself saying, oh, let me just hear it. Put this uniform on. Let me just, uh, let me, hey, yeah, good morning. Come on, brush your teeth. It was so just like, let me do this task instead of like, let me fall in love that I'm able to get up this early and do 10 things before nine o'clock. I've got to love that. And so prayer, praise, self-reflection are foundation for you to come into a place where you're like, I'm able to really see my mind being set and now it's maintained. And I've seen trauma now I'm stepping over it or on it to speak from it because you're, you're here to help other people. That's what I would say. Your foundation is the prayer life. Whatever you've been through, whether you're in the military, about to get out, trying to transition and switching branches. Uh, second, Tim, or, yeah, second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, it says, God did not give me a spirit of fear but a sound mind. And it's like, wow, God really gave us the authority to speak that. But we don't really take it and own it. Like if I can see that scripture every day and walk past it and get upset because I'm out there, I've messed up. 
because it's like that ability they don't have no control i'm still going to be sane and, and peaceful and god said i give you peace that pass all understanding my mind is my mind one thing i did notice you know they try to make they will make you think that you wrong when you write if you can get to the place where you're like, I'm done practicing bad stuff about me, I'm done practicing looseness and just my mind is doing whatever it's want, I want to be more conscious. You get for real about prayer or self-evaluation, self-reflection, you will see trauma begin to spread out. And it's like a step, a step, because uh, you letting pieces go, but they hurt as you let them go, as you step up on the step, it hurts. But when you get to where you're going, your mind is gonna be set free, and that's when that's a, that right there. That's the goal. Right. Right. That is the well, goal. Tell everybody how they can find you and follow you. Okay, everybody. So you can follow me um, again. It's Quantity Deloach on Facebook. It is Coach Q on Instagram, and then Just Getting Started is on Anchor and all the other platforms. Uh, that would be Apple, Google spotify and that's just getting started with coach q um that's pretty much it i'm not too much on social media like that but the biggest thing is that you'll see that may overflow um and those are twice a week uh scheduled episodes that are being released right now awesome so everybody before we get off of here there's three things i want to leave you with that you can learn from this entire conversation and number one, that's trauma can come at any time, any season, and any place. It's not like it knocks on the door and says, hi, I'm trauma. How are you? That's not how this works. So it can come at any time, in any place. And you're going to be kind of knocked off your feet most times because, I mean, you don't see it coming. So just be mindful of that. And also make sure you're recognizing that friend or fellow troop who may seem to be off kilter a little bit, something else might be going on. Don't just think, oh, they're becoming a dirtbag or lazy or whatever. Try to look to see that they are okay. And number two, be mindful of your triggers and then communicate that if you're married with your spouse, um, if you have close relationships if, with your friends or if you're dating somebody, same thing. And I know this is going to be hard when I say it because I know it was hard for me. If you can find a higher up that you're comfortable talking to, be sure to communicate those things to them. I get that's going to be hard because a lot of people are in those positions who can't be trusted. I hate to even say that out loud, but it is so true because it happened to me and plenty of other troops that I know. So make sure you're communicating that so that way you can be covered. That's a good way to say that. And number three, like she said, be real with yourself because you can't be, be real with nobody else if you're not being real with yourself. And that's highly important. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our conversation. And I hope you all have a great day. If you're interested in finding out more about me, the number one military marriage, family, and relationship coach, you can go to www.teresaalexis.com 
or connect with me on social at Teresa Alexis Speaks on IG, Facebook, and TikTok, and T Alexis Speaks on Clubhouse and Twitter. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and activate notifications so you don't miss out on any new episodes that go live. I'm excited going forward by how this podcast will impact your life and cultivate a better you and a better marriage and family dynamic. Now go forth and be awesome.